Welcome to Pretty Pitches. I'm Paige Feichert. And I'm Aaliyah Williams. Aaliyah, have you ever considered wrestling before? No, but I actually know a couple people who do. Who? A kid named Lucas in my class. A kid named Morgan in my class. And then a kid named Trayden in my class. And then a kid named Jameson who wants to be in the WWE. Oh, Jameson wa- definitely wants to be in the WWE, huh? Yes. I, I came to his birthday party. I remember. It was crazy. And he came to my birthday party and he was crazy. Man, to be a, to be young again, right? I'm already young. <laughs> um, so you've never considered wrestling yourself, though. What do you think about girls who wrestle? Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. Do you what? What do you think about wrestlers? Like, what are some words that come to mind when you think about wrestlers? Uh, strategic. Oh, strong. That's a great word. That's a great word. Strategic. Okay. Look at you. I have an idea to defeat the um, person or someone who they're battling. Yeah, that's good. That's smart. Wow. You are a clever young lady. Well, today I talked to, well, not today, but today's podcast, um, I talked to a wrestling coach and he coaches women and men and even the women and men practice against each other isn't that crazy yeah yeah so i think wrestlers are super strong tough and strategic is a great word to use for them yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right well um with that said Let's just hop into today's episode. Girls and women's wrestling is one of the fastest growing sports in the country. Within the last couple of years, women's wrestling has become a sanctioned sport in junior colleges and NAIA universities. NCAA and high school interest in the sport has grown significantly in the last few years. According to the National Wrestling Coaches Association, the number of girls who wrestle in high school has grown from around 800 to over 31,000 between 1994 and today. So today, I'm joined by Tim Prescott, the Friends University wrestling coach. Welcome to Pretty Pitches. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And Yeah, I, I actually didn't know the exact number, uh, 31,000. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty impressive. I know sp- specifically here in Kansas, it's grown um, an insane amount, uh, even since I was in high school. Um, but... Yeah, that's a, that's a really insane number. Yeah, it sure. is. Especially from 800. I'm like, wow, I just looked that up a minute ago. I was like, is that real? And this it was, what, 1990s is when it 94, was? 94, yep. 94, yeah. Yeah. So, that's rocket. pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, tell me a little bit. You wrestled yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me a little bit about your history as a wrestler. Sure. Yeah, so I'm, I'm actually from uh, Kansas, originally wrestled at McPherson High okay. School. Um, and... It's wild that you say that. We actually had a couple uh, women wrestlers on our team as well. And so for me, it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't different just because that's how I grew up in the kids club and uh, middle school and high school, just having um, a few in the the wrestling room practicing. And, you know, so for me, it didn't seem abnormal at all. 
Um, but yeah, I grew up in McPherson area, wrestled basically my whole life, um, ever since I was introduced to the sport from uh, the age of five and kind of stuck with it since and you know, had some, some decent success in high school. And I really don't think I hit my competitive stride until I uh, got to college and originally uh, went to a junior college at Neosho County okay. for two years and then um, All-American a couple times there and then transferred to St. Cloud State where uh, we had a really successful team and um, kind of just hit the, hit the ground running from there and started a coaching career in college right after I graduated and, and now we're here at Friends University so yeah. it's, been, it's been a fun ride so far and we're just getting started. So I was stalking your Instagram mm -hmm. and saw you've coached at a couple of different schools, a couple of different levels. Uh, kind of talk a little bit about your coaching history and how you got into Friends. You said Friends is a new program, right? Yes. So kind of talk about that. Sure, yeah. So actually, when I was wrestling at St. Cloud, I remember I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do um, career-wise. I knew I wanted to, something to do with wrestling. I was thinking about um, teaching in high school, coaching wrestling in high school, doing some social studies, political science, but then um, got in the classroom and realized that was not for me <laughs> pretty quick. Uh, and so I remember sitting in my coach's office and just kind of talking with them of wondering, how do I do what you do? You know, and that really s led into a spiral and um, I graduate, well, I was actually out of eligibility um, and I had a semester left of school. And so in that, in that last semester, I actually split it up into two semesters and stayed for the year. And so I helped out with um, our program at St. Cloud, but also local high school. And that really got me into the coaching world. Mm -hmm. um, and from there, I got a, a graduate assistant position at Northern State, which is a NCAA D2 program in South Dakota. And when I got that, I told uh, Rocky, who was the head coach and current head coach at the time, just to throw everything at me because this, if this is what I want to do, I need to know the good, the bad, and the ugly of it. Yeah. And um, fortunately enough, he was able to help me there and, and grow immensely right out of the gates being so young because, you know, I never redshirted. So I was a year at the most older than the guys that I was coaching, mm -hmm. uh, which was a very unique experience. And um you know, and helped me mature quite a bit uh, with dealing with the things we were dealing with sometimes, being a, a, a program that was cut at one point, but then they brought back as well. And so building that program from the ground up uh, with Rocky and JR, who was uh, an assistant at the time there, was a lot of fun. And from there, after I was done getting my master's, uh, I went to Cornell College, which is a Division three program in Iowa, okay. uh, with Brent Ham, who's also still the current coach there. And, Helped him for one season there and then found a way to come back during the 2020 when the whole world was going all crazy <laughs> and took a job here in my hometown. Um, for uh, It started off as a, just the men's and then the women's coach ended up resigning after their season so I ended up taking over the women's as well and that kind of got me the intro, introduction to to women's collegiate wrestling, um, recruiting specifically, and then also um, just developmental. Because women's wrestling in college actually wrestle, the way they score is different than men's. Oh, okay, I didn't yeah. know that. And so high school wrestling is called folk style, and that's what the collegiate men does. Okay. But women's wrestling, they do freestyle, 
which is what actually the whole world does. Oh, interesting. So, for for the girls, when they first get into college, it can be a little bit challenging just because of the style. It's so much different than what they grow up doing. Yeah. Um, But for the guys, uh, when they're done with college, if they want to continue wrestling, it can be challenging because now they're trying to adapt to the rest of the world. I Um, see, So, yeah, that's kind of led to that. And Friends University ended up starting... uh, the men's and women's wrestling last year for their inaugural year and um, Aaron Meister who is um, kind of the director right now uh, for both men's and women's he's the one that really founded it right out of the gates and uh, they had a job uh, opportunity and being from the area and knowing the resources that Wichita has and there is not a collegiate program in Wichita uh, for women's wrestling um, I just thought it was a great opportunity to really grow and um, getting to know the administration at Friends University. They're pretty serious mm-hmm. about doing it and not only doing it, but doing it the right way. Um, and so here we are year two and we're doing some pretty special things, um, getting that, especially getting that Falcon invite going, which is our, our tournament we just hosted this last weekend. That's turned into one of the largest co-ed wrestling tournaments in the nation at the collegiate level. And it's it's been fun. It's been a fun ride so far. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so tons of questions. First of all, with the scoring. So why is it different between the men and the women? Is there a reason for that? The, as You know, I would love to know what the thought process yeah. was that. I specifically love freestyle. Um, I like the, how they score it just because it awards the offensive wrestler. They're always looking to, to give points out for those who are looking to score points. But... I really don't know exactly the full story of why they decided. I know maybe it's because, of, again, that's what the whole world does. Yeah. Um, they wrestle at the, the Olympics and the World Championships. Even the United States, when they go there, we have to wrestle freestyle. And yeah. so maybe it was to better prepare the women for that, yeah. uh, to catch them up since we are, you know, our country was kind of one of the later ones to really get caught up into women's wrestling. And so maybe that's the reason. Yeah. Um, what I would like to see, though, is it more freestyle uh, them introduced at a younger age. And so okay. at a high school level, I'd like to see more freestyle, if that makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. And then they, like, understand. You understand going into that. I There are some weird nuances with that because it's like the basketball thing, too. Like, basketball, the women would play four quarters and the men would play halves in college, which I always would be like, why? Like, I don't know. Right. Weird. I don't know. Maybe, maybe if like the sport was started later, like they, like you said, like they're like, okay, well, we can. It would be easier to do that, like set up starting freestyle instead of changing sure. the men. You know. I don't yeah, know. and it, maybe it's because it's the American way, right? We have yeah. to do everything different. The metric system's different. True. And, you know, it's <laughs> That's just probably one of those, it. One of <laughs> it's just want to mess with it. So over. So, Friends program started 2020. Correct. How have you seen the growth of, I guess, the program in general, but especially women's wrestling, change over these past couple of years? So, yeah, for us, it was a, a definitely a unique challenge. Um, the main reason is we're a program with no culture or history, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going against, we're not only competing against, but recruiting against programs that have a long tradition of men's and even women's wrestling um, 
you know, Ottawa University was one of the first ones in the in the state of Kansas, and then with Baker to have women's wrestling. And yeah. so recruiting against them right out of the gates was a little bit challenging because they can say, oh, they've had all these All-Americans, or they had all these national champions, and we're starting from scratch. And yeah. so kind of our, our model and our motto um, at Friends University is be first. And so we're looking for individuals to do something that that's never been done and once it is done it can never be said that's done again yeah. you know and so that's been really our from a recruiting standpoint our selling point of who wants to be the first academic all-american who wants to be the first athletic um, all-american or um, national champion and you know, maybe even get the first win in the program which obviously happened last year and so um, you know there's a lot of be first type moments um, that have happened, but also still can happen in the future. And so um, from a program perspective, though, it's really kind of grown faster than we expected, which is a unique challenge, but a good challenge um, that we've really rose to, the cha- uh, rose to the challenge. And our staff has grown quite a bit. Uh, at first, again, it was Meister, and then he added a, um, a graduate assistant, Top of the Sparks. Okay. Where she wrestled, she's risen from Oklahoma, and she wrestled at uh, Ottawa University. Okay. Um, and then they added myself, who's a full-time as well, and then we added a couple more um, coaches that, uh, not I wouldn't say voluntary, but they, they work outside of the area, and they come for practice and help us recruit and get sponsors, and been really key for us to unite everyone. Because, um, again, when you have 40-plus athletes, it can be challenging yeah. when you only have two full-time um, coaches and so uh, but it's been it's been fun like I said it's it's growing um, to a really um, great speed and we're adding on a lot of men and women that are really focused on again being the first and doing something yeah. that hasn't been done before so from your like wrestling journey obviously mm-hmm. starting out as a kid wrestling and now coaching obviously women's and girls wrestling has grown a lot in that time how has the wrestling community in general I don't know kind of helped that propel that growth that you've seen I think it's a lot with the stigma because wrestling is a very physical and historically male dominant sport and um, I've noticed that stigma that was when I was growing up again I, I, I grew up with a lot of girls in our in our program but even then it was no one wanted to practice. They wanted to, it was, it was different. They just thought like they weren't getting in um, the same feel. And even though I would wrestle with like Addie Lanning, who um, was a former wrestler uh, with me on the team, but then she was also coaching at Baker, who's a, their women's program is phenomenal. Um, I wrestled her the first time and she, <laughs> she was so mean and physical. <laughs> um, and, and no, so I never really understood that. But I think it was just a, a cultural standpoint that's shifted over the time of um, watching these girls compete at a high level, not just in the country, um, but in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And, and some of these stigmas were breaking when before the girls had their own state championships or their own national championships, they'd compete at the, the boys' high school state championships and throwing around and placing yeah. the tournaments and, and really breaking, again, that stigma, which I think was... Probably what is held back the most in the 1990s, like you're saying, from 800 to where we're at now, the yeah. 31,000. Um, and, and that's probably the, 
the biggest challenge um, in some states because not every state is still sanctioned, which is yeah. kind of surprising to me. I believe we're at 36 states that are sanctioned, so we're still a ways off um, to being fully sanctioned nationwide. Um, and really, I think the biggest thing is realizing that anyone can wrestle, whether um, you're a male or a female, you have a disability or not. Wrestling, in my opinion, is for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, and just because it's you fit in one thing or another doesn't mean you wrestle at a different level. Yeah, yeah. Well, and okay, so I'm sure wrestling, I've never coached yet. I will, fun fact, I will say, I, uh, I used to freelance for the Eagle sure. and I did like high school sports. My beat was wrestling and I knew nothing about it. I had to like <laughs> Google and like look at the rules and everything. It sure. really is pretty simple in terms of how they score once you figure it out, but I was lost. Um, but I, I know like each person that's wrestling is going to be different. Mm -hmm. You have different, uh, I almost said age groups, you have different weight ranges, weight sure. classes. Um, everybody's different. Everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. But do you see a difference between women and men in general with how you need to approach coaching and maybe strategy? Absolutely. Um, for the guys, sometimes, and I, I hate to blanket statement in all of it, because yeah. um, you really can't. Every kid's Every single kid, even on our current team right now, uh, you have to coach them differently. Yeah. Um, but for the girls, it's a lot right now is, you know, making sure that they believe in themselves, mm -hmm. you know, because for so long they're told that they're not supposed to wrestle, they're not supposed to do this. And um, we have so many talented girls on our team right now and just having that belief system that they can, you know, take that shot that they want, that they're really good at because um, we see it in practice. But then when they get in the match, sometimes they don't necessarily believe in it and on the guy's side it's sometimes making them a little bit more reserved of hey you should probably calm it down a little bit yeah. <laughs> you're a little too confident you know um so it, it's it's funny you say that there's a little bit of differences between the two but um right now we actually run a joint practice okay. at friends um and so um, even though they're different styles but there's a lot of um commonalities between the two that carry uh, between the two different styles and so um, sometimes our girls wrestle our guys right just to get different looks different feels and um, and we've got a couple girls that really give a lot of our guys some really good looks that are tough and they're mean and um, and so there's differences but at the same time there's not if yeah. that makes sense because at the end of the day again i think wrestling is wrestling yeah um and we really try to just simplify it as that is we're just looking to score points and having fun yeah so why do you think personally that um women's and girls wrestling has grown so much and is continuing i mean it's like propelling forward really sure. uh the inclusiveness mm -hmm. you know wrestling again is a sport that is for everyone um, there's stories of wrestlers uh, like Anthony Robos that wrestled uh, for um, Arizona State, missing a leg and national champion, mm -hmm. right? And so um, there's a lot of wrestlers out there that you are blind and paired, and so they have rule adjustments for those. And so it's a very um, inclusive sport. They let everyone in there, and, um, and it's shown that everyone can be successful no matter what, uh, where you come from, who you are. And, um, and so I think that has to do with it, and also you know, the more coverage, right? Yeah. I think lately there's been more coverage for it than ever. And the University of Iowa just added women's wrestling. I think they're the first 
um, Division One program to, to have a sanctioned team. I know there's other Division One programs that have had clubs and yeah. um, programs before that would send girls to world-level events, and, and so I don't want to take anything away from them, yeah. but Iowa was, is the first one to go public about having a sanctioned program, and so stuff like that has really sparked the wildfire that's really been going on, and yeah, it's crazy to see. Uh, it's a really exciting time for our girls and not only our guys too. It just brings a, a community for the wrestling. I mean, wrestling's already a tight knit community, and it when is. you add uh, women's wrestling, now it makes it even stronger. Yeah, yeah, because like I mentioned, covering this for the Eagle probably ten, nine, ten years ago, and I probably saw like two girls the whole time. Like sure. I would just cover local high schools and stuff. And now it's like whole girls teams. And yeah. so it's so impressive and encouraging, I think. Yeah, um, and keeping yeah. just out of the Bishop Carroll. Um, so Wichita is really getting caught up with women's wrestling. Wichita North, their women's program has been phenomenal for a while. And they've got some solid girls that compete at a very high level at high school and now hopefully in the college level as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been we have a lot of great wrestling in our backyard, which makes it uh, very great for us. Yeah, exactly. Honestly. You mentioned you guys are the only women's program or men's and women's program here in Wichita? There is. A, uh, Newman University has a men's program, okay. uh, which is a cr right across the street, mm -hmm. which is very unique. Um, they actually competed at our tournament here recently and did fairly well. Um, but we are the only uh, collegiate women's program in Wichita. That's right cool. So, yeah, that sets yeah. you up for like a nice, you know, recruiting situation probably it, well like you mentioned you guys don't have the history but you're building it so. right right so That's it's cool. been it's been great yeah it's been ha it's been good to have that in our backyard because we don't really have to travel that far to to see good wrestling or to recruit good wrestling and yeah they can stay at home and save a lot of money yeah staying seriously at home doing that and um, and continuing pursuing what they love to do yeah that's cool um, so the the guys that you have wrestling now um, obviously they're still like maybe not their whole lives that they've wrestled they've mm -hmm. been around the girls as much as they are now but they are kind of growing up in a new era right have you seen that kind of dynamic between the guys and the girls where they do just kind of see each other as like you know like fellow wrestle wrestlers it's not like such a division yeah I, mean, I can't speak for everyone every team because mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure how all their teams run it I know there's some coaches that do both like we do at uh, Friends University, but there's a lot of programs that have head coach for the men's, have yeah. a head coach for women's, and they practice separately and they travel separately. For us, we look to do everything together as possible. We specifically schedule teams that both have a men's and women's oh, cool. okay. so we can travel together yeah. which is kind of fun because I like to make the joke that we have a home court advantage everywhere we go because yeah. we're bringing in travel uh, a cheering section whether it's the women's wrestling or the men's wrestling yeah. we have a whole team cheering them on um, which is fun but yeah I would say for the most part uh, they definitely see each other as equals because again we practice together we do yeah. everything together and um, that was even more apparent this weekend um, you can look at the photos or look at the past live stream. Anytime we had a wrestler wrestling, we had the whole map surrounded by all our, our men and women's wrestlers. Um, you know, it was really cool to see them rally between each other. And even though they are wrestling different styles of wrestling, and some of our guys have never wrestled freestyle before, yeah. um, and they're very confused by the rule set, uh, but they're still there cheering just as loud and, and getting in 
uh, involved in the match. But it's been it's really cool to see that uh, that 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 team chemistry is there from not just okay we have our men's program and our women's program we have a we have a brand mm -hmm. and that is Friends University and that's not subject to just the women's or just the men's. Yeah, it's, we are a wrestling program. Yeah, I love wrestling community. Mm -hmm. It's like. Literally, there's nothing like it. It's truly yeah. the, so. I do feel like this. It's is almost a like great, a cult. <laughs> a great <laughs> cult, though. Yeah. It's it's funny because I was very intimidated by that because like everybody's out there just like ah, yelling and stuff, and right. I'm like, oh gosh. But it was it's always like it's like they're just like really hardcore about like nice things. <laughs> they're like, yeah, you're doing great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it really is a good place for the women to get in. I feel like because like they're probably welcomes with open arms. I oh, absolutely. Assume. And it's just like you said, the intensity. It's it's you can have it. A, a really explosive, intensive match where emotions are, are riding high, and then after that, everyone's all smiling and shaking hands yeah. and respecting each other. So it's, I don't know, wrestlers are different. They're a different breed of people for <laughs> sure, and you can always spot a wrestler a mile away just yeah. by kind of how they look and how they walk and how they act. Yeah, I love that. Um, logistically, are there any other differences between the women's and the men's, like, rules and stuff like that um you mentioned the scoring but like weight classes and stuff does that change for women versus men or is it the same so they're different weight classes and um what there's some changes i would like to make personally i know uh i won't be everyone's best friend on this because yeah. uh, there's definitely a, a huge divide um but for the men's um there's quite a bit of gaps between weight classes but they they go all the way up to 285 which is the the cap for heavyweight for the women's side um there's some pretty significant jumps you go from 155 to 170 that's a big jump right there and then yeah. 170 to 191 that's another big jump and then there's nothing after 191 hmm. and so i would personally like to see a weight class added after 191 because i know there's I mean, in high school, they have weight classes already. I believe it's uh, either 225 or 235 for yeah. the girls. Um, and so they're allowing them to participate in high school. And then now the opportunity for them in college isn't always there unless they're wanting to, you know, cut a lot of weight, which no one wants to really do yeah. that. That's not the most fun in the world. And when you're trying to grow a program from scratch, that makes it challenging too because um, there's a lot of talented women at that weight class and so I would like to see something out of there I know um, some tournaments have experimented with an open division where they'll they won't technically count as varsity matches even though they're still wrestling it with all the rule sets but they will see how many entry and so they can have actual data to bring to the NEI or bring to the NCAA um, to show that, hey, this is we have this many women in this category, we probably should make a change. Um, so I'm not 100% sure where they're at with that. I know that started a couple years ago when I was first introduced to uh, collegiate women logistical side. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that's something that I would like to uh, change because, again, that's it's hard when you're trying to recruit and you've got a girl that's in between that weight, right, yeah. or in between some of those huge gap weights and they're trying to figure out, should they hit in the weight room and really live there and to try to build bulk up or should they, you know, and it creates a, a challenge, a significant challenge. I mean, that our sport already deals with already. Yeah. Um, and so instead of eliminating more opportunities, we're trying to, you know, we have to add more opportunities. And so my thought process always is let's, let's add um, more possibilities for 
more people to participate. Yeah, I like that. That's And that is something that is unique to wrestling. Like, no other sport do you have to weigh a certain amount. I mean, maybe some obscure sport. But like, sure. for the most part, you know, it's like you just go out there and, mm-hmm. like, you're capable and you do do whatever. Yeah. How, um, just in general, like, women or men in general, like, how hard is that to coach? Because I can only imagine, now t- correct me if I'm wrong, but I can only imagine yeah. being on the high end of my weight class and like being like eating kale every day so i don't but you also need to be strong how do you handle that it's you know it's a work in progress it's it's always challenging because again just like earlier uh managing the differences coaching men and women same thing as with uh the weight cut and every every kid's different we've got girls that have wrestled their whole life and who are used to being able to manage their weight. And I, I hate this, I hate the term cutting weight because it sounds like we're doing it in a poor way. So we like to say the term managing your weight. Okay, yeah, and that so makes sense. when you manage your weight, you're just making good decisions in your diet. When you're cutting weight, I feel like you're taking stuff out, necessities that you need. And yeah. so we, we try to combat that with just a, a lingo term change. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but it's challenging, you know, especially mm-hmm. with a, being a young program. We have 18-year-old kids and 19-year-old kids, and um, they are kids, you know, yeah. and so oh, they're yeah. learning how to uh, diet properly, um, so that way they can manage their weight. If it is, if they are close, and if, if they're struggling, you know, it's now it's thinking about how much protein can we put in, how much mm-hmm. weight can we put on, um, in a proper and healthy way, and. Um, the NCAA and NEI does a really good job, though, with uh, weight descent. And so at the beginning of the year, they have to certify. And so they'll come in, they'll make weight, they'll have a hydration test. They'll have to pass the hydration test first before they do anything else. And then um, they'll step on the scale weigh, and then they'll do a skin full test. And from there, they put it all on this computer, and they'll see what their lowest competitive weight based on a percentage of um, their body weight. And, cool. And then slowly from there they can they can make weight. So let's say that we have a wrestler. Um, she can wrestle 113, right? That's the lowest she can make it. Well, she might not be able to get there right away, and so we have to have follow a descent plan for her if she wants to do that. And so okay. there's a lot that goes into it. No, for that's sure. so and, complex. Yep, and so, but that's just to keep the safety of obviously yeah. the athletes and making sure they're doing it the right way um, because there's a lot of things that can go wrong when you are managing your weight Yeah. Um, and then you're competing on a sometimes weekly basis if not a couple times a week and yeah. so you really have to, to live a very disciplined lifestyle that's um, different than some other sports where you can eat what you want, drink exactly. what you want and yeah you have to be very disciplined for sure yeah okay so two more questions on that because i'm just curious yeah. I'm, I'm not i never dove too deep into the world of wrestling sure. but i find it to be interesting so okay one is correct me if i'm wrong you want to be on the high end of your weight class right would that give you like an advantage in in theory in theory there i mean it really just depends on what school thought you're in because okay. wrestling is more so than it ever has been i would say Back then, yes, everyone was on the same page. You have to cut an obscene amount of weight to be competitive. Um, that was before they had a lot of rules where you would weigh in the day before sometimes or even the night of, and then you had like a 24 hours. So people would wear these sauna suits and yeah. cut obscene amount. I mean, everyone that wrestled in the 90s or before that have these crazy war stories of what they did 
Um, and it felt like it was more of a weight cutting sport than an actual wrestling sport. Yeah. And then, obviously, as the sport became more modernized and it was more televised and got more cameras and attention, they started to quickly change the rules because, yeah, that was pretty archaic and they needed to, to be a little bit more healthy. And so, um, yeah, it's, it, it's been a unique change from there uh, dealing with some of that. But that's something we battle with, you know. Yeah. Um, but to go back to that thought process, there's people that think that you need to cut down to be successful. But there's also on that same process, you need to wrestle closer to your weight because you have your, your more natural strength. Yeah. You're not worried about this excess stress. Um, and you're able to, com to perform at a higher level. I mean, we have guys and girls both at the world level that are kind of defying that old thought process by going up a weight or staying more natural and just really focusing on weight training okay. and being very successful at a, again, high level at a world level. And so there's two definitely strong schools of thoughts and both of them aren't really willing to budge. And um, <laughs> it really just depends on where you align yourself. Cause I've seen people be successful at both. It really, you just gotta know what your body is and what your mindset is really. Yeah. So, okay. And then my other question is like when you recruit mm -hmm. as like a coach, do you, do you try to like, I don't like, how do you do that? Okay. So say that I wrestled like a certain class, but mm -hmm. like I, I put on weight or whatever and sure. I can wrestle up a class or down, down a weight class. Like, do you recruit based off of those weight classes? Like, do you want one person in each one? How does that work? Yeah. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's very unique. Recruiting and wrestling is, I mean, every recruiting in general, whether you're wrestling or basketball or football, it's challenging because you have certain needs you're trying to fill. But specifically for wrestling, you're you are taking a gamble because you never really know. I mean, kids hit different growth spurts at different yeah. times, and so we identify what we need early on based on you know depth wise. Do we have a couple seniors? Which in our case, we're all young, so we don't have that problem yet. Mm -hmm. We're we're just basically recruiting um, people that love wrestling and more so who are great people versus yeah. anything else at this point. Um, but when we do get older and we start having um, seniors in weight classes, we know where there's a weight class we have to fill. We do identify those weights and we look out um, maybe at some transfers who made that weight before or um, at the high school level. The, a good rule of thumb is probably looking at someone that wrestles. A, if you're looking at a, a specific weight class, you're looking in high school, you probably want to recruit a weight class lower because okay. most girls and even guys uh, don't really have access to the type of weight room that a college does. And so um, when they do hit that college weight room, there's oh, going to be growth. Yeah. And so a lot of kids, they freak out right away, especially when maybe in their mind they had a weight class that they wanted to wrestle and they come on the campus and they're gaining like 15 pounds right after, right? The yeah. first month and a half and they're starting to go in panic mode and, um, you know, but and so what, that's kind of a, a general rule of thumb that I've really done um, when I've been recruiting men and women is if this is a certain weight class I need, I'm probably going to recruit weight classes below it just because we like to, we like to lift. We like to get strong and fast and big and, and so when we do do that, it allows for them to grow into that weight class instead of, oh, panic moment, we're going to have to cut you down and stress you out and, and do things to, in my opinion, the wrong way. So Yeah, that's interesting too. Like, I've talked to a lot of 
athletes, coaches and stuff about mental health and especially in like college and stuff. I feel like that may even be a unique, I, I feel like that's kind of across the board, something that's kept sure. in mind nowadays, but I feel like that can be even a, a unique need from a wrestling perspective because like you said, I mean, I could definitely see people stressing out about that especially if maybe you're coming from high school and you're like you know for the majority of high school yeah. i can see this even more with men because they tend to hit puberty later and stuff too so they're probably growing a lot more into college and they're probably like man i wrestled at i don't know whatever the range is 150 or whatever sure. and now i'm like 10 pounds higher how do you guys manage um like mental health like that well having a open communication is the, the first thing you have to do, keep an open door policy. Um, I make it abundantly clear that I am on our kids' side, you know, and I'm looking forward to, to fill any need that they possibly might have. And But you really have to know, get to really know your athletes. Yeah. Um, and if your coach doesn't know your athletes, then one, I don't think you're probably gonna be that successful. And if two, if you are, there's definitely things you're if if you're not there's definitely things you're gonna miss and so you really have to know your athletes and when they start to act a little off checking on them you know and even if they don't act a little off always checking on them and you know and so before practice I'm always joke always joking around with them and um, seeing how their day is and just because you never know what people are dealing with yeah I know specifically when it comes to the weight cut that's something that I struggled with when I was in college I. My junior and senior year, I was cutting an obscene amount, um, legally, obviously, but I pushed it to the brink of what the most you could um, just because I was on a very successful team. And um, for me, when we were winning national titles, it was for me to go a certain weight class that gave our team the best opportunity to repeat. And okay, so there yeah. was a, not only was there immense amount of pressure, um, to be successful at a from a winning standpoint, but also just to make the weight. Yeah. There were some nights where I was up um, really late at night, just running on the treadmill, wondering why in the world I'm doing this, you yeah. know. And then obviously you make weight the next morning, and you're, you do just fine, and you wrestle fine, and and enjoying it, and get hopefully get your hand raised. Um, but mostly just enjoying the journey and the process through it, and then it's kind of like, okay, that's why I did it, yeah, you know. Yeah. But it it can be it can be struggle. Uh, it can be challenging, and so that's why, you know, changing the language of, oh, I'm not cutting weight, I'm managing mm -hmm. my weight, and having more strict process like the NCAA and the NEI do nowadays with the weight certification um, and making sure people are wrestling closer to their natural weight as possible. Now, there's always going to be teams, programs that always try to game the system to yeah. get a competitive edge. Um, that's just nature of any competitive sport, um, especially combative sports. Uh, wrestling's not the only one. Boxing does it, MMA, all that stuff. Um, there's ways to manipulate, um, and so that's why there's rule changes to try to find, to fix those manipulations. Um, but I think the sport is in its best place it has been when it comes to that. You have kids, I said, like I said, now wrestling closer to their natural weight because they're seeing some of their idols go up weight yeah. and be competitive at a world level. Um, and so I think that stigma is changing because it needs to. If we if we really want to grow as a sport even more so, because um, we continue to grow, but if we want to even get to, to become like a core sport, like yeah. everyone talks about core sports, um, then that stigma has to change if we um, not cutting the scene amount of weights because it takes the fun out of wrestling right yeah. if, if the only thing i'm focused on is my weight 
and not actually being a better wrestler and enjoying it, then it takes all the fun out of it and also takes my attention away from developing. Exactly. And yeah. So we we're not a weight cutting team. That's one thing we like to say in a recruiting process because we actually have kids that ask us that like, do you want to have us a certain weight you want us to be? And the number one thing we say is we're not a weight cutting team, we're a wrestling team. Mm-hmm. And so we will help you find a weight class that we see you being successful at. But at the end of the day, it's your career. It's not mine. I'm yeah. not going out there wrestling for you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to guide you. Um, but we're going to find you a, a place where I think you can wrestle best at. But again, at the end of the day, you're the one that has to, to put in the work. I'm going to be there with you along the way. Um, but it's your choice. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to force them to uh, cut away or go up away. So Yeah, that's tough, man. But it does sound, I do agree with you, changing the verbiage and stuff. That, make, that makes a huge difference, mm-hmm. I think. So, um, what is something, like, obviously we're seeing the growth in, especially girls and women's wrestling, in terms of interest from athletes. And, I mean, bigger programs, too. You know, like, you guys just added the program, and there's other schools that are adding it, states that are adding it as a high school sport. Is do you see the growth in fan interest growing alongside that? Yeah, I mean it, it, it has. I think you could look at the the data with entry fees and the gate. Just like our our tournament alone, um, the gate from last year versus this year, the attendance was it's day and night difference. Um, the streaming and now being accessed anywhere in the world or in the country, you can watch it. And so before, and that's. Before, wrestling was in such a stone age where if you didn't know about, or if you if you weren't involved with wrestling, you probably didn't know what was going on just because mm-hmm. we were such a tight-knit, like we like to joke about, cult, yeah. you know, where it's just wrestlers are wrestlers, they hang around wrestlers, and that's all they do. Yeah. Um, but nowadays, you've got like Flow Wrestling, you've got Reaper Wrestling, a lot of different organizations, Rockfin, all that, that are promoting and spreading wrestling at a high level throughout the country that are is accessible to anywhere like if i wanted to log in right now i could probably watch matches from uh east coast and west coast right and and see how far it's growing so yeah the the publicity the more media attention more media coverage the better Mm -hmm. um especially for women's wrestling to keep it growing so that it becomes sanctioned more than just the nei because in fact this year the NEI is no longer just an invitational, it's an actual sanctioned That's awesome. national championship event. Um, and so you have to qualify for it now. Before, if you were a starter for your institution, you're automatically able to participate in the national championship. This year, you have to qualify now. That's awesome. And that's just limited to the NEI. And so that's it's pretty cool to be a part of the, that first. That's kind of our B first moment, like we joke yeah. about at Friends University. Um, so I'm curious to see how our girls um, adapt to that and compete to that. Uh, but I'm excited to, to see their growth and their journey throughout all this as well. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that might give, like, for – so NCAA still is, you mentioned, not sanctioned Correct. sport. Correct, yeah. Or girls mm-hmm. wrestling. And in, in the NCAA, D3, Division Two, and Division One all compete against each other right now as well. Oh, so interesting. It's, it's definitely different. Um, and I, I want to say I can't – Quote me on this, um, but I think there's more Division Three programs okay. um, than in Division Two and Division One. But that's changing. Fort Hayes State just added, announced that they're adding women's wrestling as well, and so I expect some other programs in the conference as well 
Um, but being in the Division Two wrestling, I'd like to see women's wrestling obviously grow more yeah. as well. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Um, what is your hope for the Friends program in general uh, moving forward and just and then women's wrestling in general moving forward? Yeah, big picture. Obviously, we want to be, we want to be competitive, um, but at the end of the day, you know, I didn't necessarily get into coaching just for the wins and losses. I, I mean, it's you want every competitor wants to win. They'd be lying to say if they didn't. Yeah. Um, and so we we want a successful program. We've been a part of successful programs. We've developed them before. We have the blueprint for friends. We are ahead of schedule for that blueprint, which is awesome. But when it comes to a broader focus, we we want to be a mecca for wrestling that allows. Op- more opportunity um, that creates change and, and growth, um, not just for, for wrestling in general, right? Um, and so in order to do that, we have to keep promoting these big events like the Falcon Invite mm-hmm. um, and hosting these camps and, and doing stuff and getting out in the public and showing that you know we are a real program and we are um, a serious program. But yeah, just continuing to create that awareness and and build that foundation um, from the ground up, which is what you know we have been doing, working really hard these last couple of years. And but yeah, the expectation we we want to be a very competitive program, though. Yeah. Uh, not just at a conference level, but a, a national level. And with the resources of Wichita and the tradition of wrestling in Wichita, and some phenomenal wrestlers that came out from this area, I have no doubt in my mind that we can get there. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Um, what would you okay so we both talked about the atmosphere with yeah. wrestling it's crazy I truly when I got wrestling as my beat I was like oh really like I like I said I knew nothing about it sure. I think I I think I cheered for wrestling in middle school once but I knew <laughs> sure, nothing yeah. about it um, what would you say to someone who hasn't traditionally been a wrestling fan maybe they're a sports fan yeah what would you say to them to like get them to come watch your teams well to get them to come, um, well, it's gonna be, it's gonna be rowdy. It's gonna be loud. It's gonna be a different environment. Um, it's it, it, yeah. It's definitely just a, a different environment than a lot of sport atmospheres because it's so physical. It's a, it's a combative sport, right? Mm-hmm. It's a legal combative sport, yeah. I should say. There's obviously no punches and all that being thrown, which some pe- people can make the argument that some slip in from time to time, um, <laughs> but. No, it, it's definitely a little bit more, um, the energy is, is high, right? Mm-hmm. So if you like high energetic places and you like to have fun wrestling, there's definitely that atmosphere, whether you know what's going on, there's a lot of high key motions or emotions that are rolling through it. There's a lot of highs, a lot of lows between every single match yeah. and um, from an individual sport or individual perspective, but also a grand team perspective so you got your one individual out there wrestling you got everyone cheering for them then they're done and then now we start fresh again for the mm-hmm. next match and so you know there's good the good the good the bad and the ugly of every single event um but yeah we definitely try to promote our home events um falcon invite was huge and now we're getting into our dual season where we'll yeah. take on one team versus another team or sometimes we'll bring in a couple and we'll have a tri-duel or a quad duel um, but we've looked to, to increase our fan experience. We have a spotlight, so we have oh, all fun. the lights off. There's a spotlight in the middle of the mat. We have smoke machines now. <laughs> and so the kids will come out to their own walkout song that they choose in the smoke that. machine and, and really make it about them and celebrating them. And again, they're, they're 
career and their journey in wrestling and just make it fun for the fans in, in general and put yeah. it on a show. That's awesome. And you mentioned that you guys start, I mean, you go pretty much the whole school year almost. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned just now dual season. So do you do like tournaments for part of the season or year and then duels or is it all kind of meshed together? How does that work? So there's some strategy to it sometimes. At the end of the year, it's a, there's a national tournament and it's an individual based. Okay. And so um, obviously there's the team's points and you want to win as a team by the collection accumulation of all the individual points, but it's a tournament. And so you have to prepare your kids for the tournament. We wrestle duels because one, it's a little bit easier to follow. They're shorter, it's more fan friendly. And duels get a little bit more heated uh, because again, it's one team versus another. And so they're, in my opinion, they're a little bit more fun than a a tournament just because you have a lot more emotions involved and you have a lot of team camaraderie there. Um, But there's a lot of strategy that goes into it. And so the beginning of the year, I think it's more volume. How many matches can you get and still try to stay as healthy as you possible? Because um, again, like you were saying, it's it's a long year. Yeah. Right? We we start early on and nationals is until March, and so um, we like to do tournaments early, but we have to sp- spread in some duels because it's you're gonna get injured if you're wrestling tournament after tournament after yeah. tournament wrestling six plus matches every single week, and yeah. then not only that practice and for those that. Um, do manage their way down. They have to learn how to do that effectively instead mm-hmm. of roller coasting. They make weight and then they're ballooning back up. Yeah. You know, double digits and having to do that. Your body's going to wear. And so we have to strategically, as coaches, provide opportunities so that they're staying healthy. And duels are a phenomenal way. They're only wrestling once or maybe mm-hmm. sometimes at most twice. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just. They have to wrestle a tournament at the end of the year, and so tournaments are necessity, and um, we we do that. But yeah, there's definitely strategy for sure. Yeah. Do you think that Friends has some good wrestle? Of course, good wrestlers, but like some really good chances at getting some of whether it's guys or girls to that tournament this year. You think? that you have some good ones to keep an eye on? Yeah, and, and the main reason is because wrestling's wrestling, right? Yeah, yeah. And so wrestling's a wild sport. There's a lot of uh, dark horses, if you will. Um, you step on the mat, anything can happen at yeah. that point. And I've seen, being a part of the sport since I was five now, uh, for 23 years, I've seen some pretty wild things and um, anything could happen. And so yeah. I, I'm, very optimistic of where we're heading. We're a very young team, obviously, yeah. with being um, a new program last year. We were all basically freshmen. We had a few junior college transfers, um, primarily only on the men's side last year. Now we have some transfers on the women's side as well. Um, so we do have a little bit of older leadership, but we're still a extremely young team. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of potential and uphill um, from here, but I do think we've got uh, quite a bit of wrestlers, and especially after this weekend was our first event of the year. If, you, if this would have happened about a week ago, my answer might have been a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> but after this weekend, I was actually pleasantly surprised of where we are at, especially compared to last year at this same event. Um, I think we've taken leaps and bounds faster um, than even some of our expectations, which is a good thing. Now it's just the amount of uh, about managing those highs, right? Because we had some highs here this weekend. We beat some 
on paper really highly nationally ranked wrestlers. Um, our, our young wrestlers competed well. Um, we had some freshmen on the women's side in the finals um, um, that competed well. And we had three placers on the women's side. And our guys, we had some close battles, um, very competitive, um, especially uh, we had a, a guy wrestle against a national champion and, and competed oh, well. Wow, And cool. so, you know, they, they showed a lot of maturity even at, again, being a freshman or being a sophomore. And so I think the future's high, but to answer your question, I, I really do think there's a, a really good possibility to make some national noise this year. Um, but at the end of the day, they got to show up in, in late February and early March to, yeah. to prove that. Because, again, there's rankings out there that probably don't have us projected that, as high sometimes. And then, obviously, after this week, and those might change. But there's also other teams that are projected higher or even lower that are going to not perform to what they are seeded in. And, you know, rankings are rankings. They're, in my opinion, kind of for the birds sometimes. Yeah. Because you got to prove it. You have to step on the mat and yeah. prove why everyone says that you're this or prove that you are not what everyone says. And so it's hard to tell this early on because it, it, we we've had one competition, you yeah. know. And yeah, so exactly. we'll see how healthy we can stay and how motivated we can stay throughout the year with, again, being a young team. But I'm genuinely excited uh, to watch them mature and grow as a team um, and to put on their best product as an individual and as a team at the end of the year, yeah, for sure. that's exciting. So can we find your schedule on the website? Is yep. that where we're at? Okay. Yep, absolutely. It's on the website. It's on our social media pages. We try to stay okay. as busy as we can on there because, again, we're trying to grow this brand, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, um, not just for friends, but just as a Wichita whole and state of Kansas and, and as a country as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, do you think I missed anything? Is there anything you want to add? Uh, no, actually, I think we pretty much hit a lot of things. We're just, you know, women's wrestling is one of those sports that is rapidly growing. I think, I don't know if it was definitely the fastest in the nation, uh, but it's definitely up there in the world is the, one of the fastest growing sports. And mm -hmm. so those other states that haven't sanctioned wrestling, now is the time to do Seriously. it because if you're not – Especially the colleges haven't had it. You're just, in my opinion, falling behind because it's it's here and it's not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on Pretty Bitches. Thank you for talking to me about wrestling, one of my favorite sports that I still don't know that much about, but I'm continuing to learn. So, um, and for everybody listening, thank you so much for being here, and we'll be back next week. Bye. Now we're going through the time machine to go into the episode. <laughs>